and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. It is I, Mike, and I am joined today by the ever-so-lovely, if slightly ebullient, foul-mouthed, short, not quite as fat as he used to be, Mr. Spoons. Hello, and thank you, I think. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that, to be honest. No, that seemed like one that you started, and it's it started well, and... Start to go downhill, but it didn't completely fall off the cliff. I don't think. No, I've been called worse today. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't swear. So, so we're recording this after a weekend where we've seen each other loads. We have fully clothed. I hasten to add, as opposed to seeing loads of each other. Yes, yes, because it is. This is our post salute roundup. Um, I did ask Mr. Batrick if he would like to join us, but he is off being busy. Big grumpy, more like. <sighs> I don't know. So um, it is just that it is just the two of us talking about salute and how we got on. No doubt talking about our purchases. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure we've glued together. Though to be fair, Matt didn't have that many. No, I was very well restrained. And if it's from the Perry Samurai range, it doesn't count. Ah, excellent. Um, but we did also uh, play some games over the weekend. Yep. Um, had some excellent games of Ogam yesterday. Yes, that was very good fun. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, Ogam seemed to be one of the hits of Salute. I mean, certainly amongst the people that we saw wandering around. Yeah, I mean, within the kind of Twitterverse of which, you know, not wanting to sound egotistical, we're clearly the centre... Um, yeah, a lot of people seem to um, be interested in Ogam, looking for Ogam, or if they've already got Ogam, looking for God's Legends and Mortals for Ogam. Yeah, I mean, it, it was so popular that, by all accounts, Osprey sold out. Yeah. And um, there were a couple of other vendors that were also carrying it. The guy who carries all the North Star stuff. Yeah. Wargames Emporium? Uh, yes, that's right, yeah. Um, had it, and um, he even he ran out at the end. Apparently, oh cool. So, not bad at all. Um, and I had multiple people come up to me and ask me um, about things like what's the base size? Yeah. Um, what about scales of the models? And to which all the answers are doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Buy what you like, and we'll figure a way to use it. Yes, yes. What, what about frontages? Doesn't care. Yeah. Game doesn't game doesn't care. What about frontages? <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I think it's one of those things, and we've spoken about it many times. It's one of those things where it just gives you a brilliant excuse to either buy figures that you've seen that you don't know what you're going to use them for, or seek out really cool figures that are just eye candy and a joy to paint. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Um. But back to but not Ogam. This isn't an Ogam episode. It's a salute. Episode. It is. So, um, we could we could do it. How are we going to do it? Are we going to do it the we all got to Matt and then set off in the fun bus and abused him for two and a half hours whilst we drove to London. Two hours. She's not that slow. And then Matt broke everyone's backs by going far too fast over the speed humps. My back was fine. It's only glass back <laughs> battery. <laughs> And then we couldn't get into the car park because because, Matt, because Matt's going, 
I don't know what the height of the vehicle is. I don't know what the height of the vehicle is. It says 1.9. Oh, that's getting a bit close! And then made little dumpy Pete jump out and check. So he stood on a box so he could see the roof. And he went, So, yeah, no. so we, got to, we, we, went, we went to London, and we couldn't get in the car park. And um, we did wheel spin the fun bus around a roundabout. But as it, is, as it turns which out... Which was the funniest thing going. I well, I, I was going for a bit of kind of ashes to ashes, life on Mars ridiculousness. And you got it. And I got it. But as it turned out, although we couldn't park in the multi-storey because it has a ridiculous 1.9 metre height restriction. And it's not enforced with a little bar hanging on chains. It's reinforced with an I-beam. Yeah. But it worked out really nicely because then they directed us to the East Car Park, which meant it was about a three-minute walk to the front door. Yes. Yes, we were parked. Oh, we're parked outside, but we're right next to the door. Yeah, that was fantastic. And really, uh, a good omen for the work the day ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there were a load of us who went down with spoons, and obviously we had loads of other people going. Um, as we talked about before, I haven't been for a while. Um, my eldest daughter came along with us. Um, oh, dribbly, Marshall. <laughs> um, because she had been promised uh, that there would be um, Crossmaster there. You lied. Were you surprised there wasn't any? There? I was amazed that there was no Crossmaster. There. <laughs> I did. I would. I would be. I was surprised there was no demo games of it. I'm surprised none of the kind of board games retailers had it. Um, I think it would have sold like hotcakes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. So she'd been promised. She'd been promised Crossmaster. So we went and because um, we'd bought our tickets early, we got you know we got in the queue, which really wasn't that long. No, at all. Um, we may have amused ourselves by playing spot the stereotypical gamer. Yes. Uh, which th- there were some tropes missing. Yes, I think so, but. We certainly were stood directly in front of the comic, of the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Um, yes. And um, we had Captain Sweatpants from The Big Bang Theory just adjacent to us. There were, yeah. a, there were a plethora of full-length leather trench coats. Yes, and there was. we did see later on one person going the full Wayne Hussey look yeah. with the leather hat as well. Yeah. So, yeah, definite gamer tropes around. Um there were bellies that made ours look non-existent, frankly. Yeah, we, we could have been underwear models compared to some of those uh, some of those guys there. Not that we're body fascists, because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, have you seen us? Um, and um, there were a couple of people taller than Mr. Patrick, but not that many. Not many no. And certainly none, none that I saw that were grumpier. no. We had broken his spine. I hadn't broken his spine. I'd mildly damaged it a little bit. Um, so we got in, and there was a group of six of us, and that was basically the last time that we saw each other until yeah. we uh, all joined up at the end because Joel and Pete went and made a beeline for the Gilball stand. Um. And then we, the rest of us wandered around through the middle and then sort of split off. Yes, you were looking at things that bored me, so I carried on walking to find the interesting things. And as it was, as, as I progressed around, and I adopted a kind of 
logical wiggly snake approach of up and down the two sides of an aisle, um, moving yep. from one end of the hall to the other. But I bumped into lots of different people. I bumped into Aless. I saw Conrad. Um, one of the guys from Bournemouth Way when we went down to um, yep. whatever it was, September's Curse last year. Um, and, and a plethora of people that I knew. Um, and just slowly wended my way up and down the aisles. So it was easy for me because I didn't have any specific places I was going. Um, my shopping list consisted of picking up a couple of packs of Perry Ashigaro if I could find somebody that did them, um, which obviously Dave Thomas uh, stocks a lot of the metal, the foundries and Perry metal yep. berries. So I sort of swung through there, picked up a few bits, and I picked up some Saga Norman dice from them as well. So... Um, I can either use my Normans or overlay the samurai on the, onto norm, the normal onto board. the normal battle board and use them. Yeah, well, I I thought I had things that I wanted to get, um, but as it got closer and closer, and as we went in, I realised actually I, there isn't. So really, the only things that I wanted to pick up were my pre-order for uh, infamy. Yeah, but I had you know, pretty much all morning to just wander past the Infamy store and get that. Yeah. And um, a model from Mercy Miniatures. Yes. Uh, and I had Rebecca and Toe. Oh, and the other thing I do, I had to do is I promised to say hello to Annie. Dice Bag uh, Annie. Dice Bag Annie. Yeah. And we saw, her, we saw her first, actually. And so um, I wandered over to say hello. And um, Rich, uh, Workbench Warriors on Twitter. Yeah. Um, outstanding painter was working her store with her. Yeah. Um, so we had a quick chat with them and I picked up a couple of, um, Annie's miniatures, uh, some of her minion, the minions. Yeah. Um, there was a pack that she was selling that I didn't have. So I, I picked up that and Rebecca got a squidoo and I got a squidoo for Emily as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. But it did, it did make it interesting because we were walking around and there were people that I knew or who knew me who would say hello Mike and stuff and I was saying to Rebecca see people do know who I am and she's going yeah but there's no one really who knows you are and then we walked around some stalls and people were saying Mike how are you doing I haven't seen you for ages and um, then she went oh okay they do know who you are yeah I mean that, that so it was, it was mirrored, worth it just for that yeah I mean that pretty much mirrored um, kind of my experience of walking around but the complete opposite because other than the people I've actually physically met, I didn't see, you know, I didn't get accosted by anyone. And I'm fairly sure some people I've met ducked down under tables <laughs> and behind stalls to try and get away from me. But that's fine. No, it was quite fun seeing people that I haven't seen for a while. So um, there were several people at the Mercy Miniatures store, obviously Rob Lane and Tim Fisher were there. Yeah. But um, Eddie McWalter was there as well, and I haven't seen him for a while, so I said hello to him. And um, then over at the Arkworld demo stand, um, Adam Boys was running that. Yeah. We wandered over, said hello to him and stuff. And then... Um, Near the end, you went over to see What's-His-Face at Warren. Oh, Rob Broom. Rob Broom at Warren. From, yeah, Rob... Yeah, so I went and chatted... I went to chat with Rob Broom from uh, Scarab Miniatures. Um, who publishes War and Conquest. Um, used to be the head honcho at uh, Warhammer Historical. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I was, cha- I was chatting. I was. Cha- I, he didn't see me coming, and I said, I, I sort of walked over and said, "Hello, Mr. Rob Broom." And he turned around and said, "Oh, blimey!" And so we hadn't because we haven't seen each other for a few good few years. Fine. Yeah, we were, so we're, we're chatting away. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's going to get better. Yeah. And I'm talking to him, and he's he's saying that he's got some plans to do some more stuff with War and Conquest, mm-hmm. and that he's got a. Um, a weird World War Two game, yeah. Um, skirmish based with one forty-eight scale miniatures, yeah. And so I was talking about, it and I was saying to him, "Have you any thought about going down the Kickstarter route and stuff to, you know, finance it and everything?" And then I was talking to him about how Carl Brown had done, yeah, with his open combat stuff and things. Oh yeah, must, and then must pay for that. <laughs> and then who walked past? Carl Brown. It was Carl. Bang. <laughs> so. And put Carl and Rob together, and then we spent like twenty minutes just chatting. Mm-hmm. And then Rick Priestley came up and oh. gently filleted you, I suppose. No, I did say hello to him. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked at him from ten yards away in starstruck awe. Yeah, he might have been ten yards so, away. He could have been further. You, it's difficult to tell because he's teeny. So I, what did I say to you as we walked past him? Do you want me to introduce you, to Rick Priestley? And what did you do? I kind of made a apart sex from verbal, noise. Apart from verbal incoherence. I kind of made a little bit of a sex noise and then went, no. <laughs> she never meet your heroes. she never meet your heroes. That's why people are always disappointed when they meet me. Well, yeah, because you're nobody's hero. No, that's not true. <laughs> My mum, she thinks I'm a hero. But she's posh, your mum. She's not posh. She is. She's not. She's common as muck. Spoonsy's mum is really posh. It's not posh. Glass when glass cutting voice Mrs. Spoons has got. Mm. No wonder <laughs> I'm the messed up buffoon that I am. <laughs> so, so the, as you know, anecdotes go that they weren't the best. But, no, but it was it was right. So, I haven't been to Salute for a while, and if I'm honest. I probably won't go again for a while. I enjoyed it, but I was kind of a little bit underwhelmed. Yeah. It... It's, it's hard to put it in a way. Is it losing its relevance? Well, you see, you, that, that's the argument you've got to have with, with the emergence of Kickstarter really... I mean, really kicking off in the last kind of 18 months to two years within the games industry. Um, obviously, the, as websites develop, um, you get more podcasts, there's more blogs, there's more and more opportunities to see things that are cool, admittedly, you know, you know on a screen rather than in the flesh. And more and more people doing discounted uh, and no postage rates. You do kind of wonder... If all of the reasons why you would go to a show like Salute are slowly being kind of nullified, and as you say, becoming it's becoming almost a bit of a a bit of a dinosaur, I guess. I mean, there were some nice games there, and, and for me, because I didn't have a, a shopping list particularly, um, I kind of also went for a bit of eye candy, both from a figure point of view, see what people were doing, and as I sort of said before, amongst some of the little kind of boutique places. Um, see if there was any new system launches out there for people because Salute has been um, 
a way to kind of introduce yourself. You can you can get a little six foot table and float the the game's idea, almost a pre Kickstarter if you like. But you know, even that terminology kind of gives an idea of where the games industry is now. Um, I think we both agree there's probably only one new game system that we saw that might stoke a bit of interest. Um, which was the, what was it, Brains and Bullets? Brains and Bullets. Which is yeah, a, we'll talk about that in a little while. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, the layout was a bit different. There was a, a much more bigger open feel to it, and I don't know whether that was through the bringer by not being there, uh, which gives you more floor space. But I don't know. It, it, it didn't feel as busy for me. And I don't know whether it was just this year, but there didn't seem to be anything that really had kind of a buzz around it. Don't get me wrong, Guild Ball, the Guild Ball guys were really busy. Um, and within certain quarters, you know, that that's kind of the new hotness. But there was no real buzz about kind of, have you seen this? Or, you know, you must go over and have a look at this. Yeah, that's certainly how I felt. I mean, it looked cool as you went in. There's a a massive KR multi-case sign made out of KR multi-cases. Yeah. That was very cool. Um, I like that a lot. But you're right. There wasn't that rush around sort of thing. I mean, Gilball was doing well. They They were... you know, there were two, three deep at Gilball. But then there were two, three deep at other things. Yeah. You know, that whole, the whole Brindy Corner. Yeah. Um, which is um, Infamy, Arcworld, and Joe K Miniatures. Yeah. Um, they were all doing good business. I mean, they're in a good position because you, you turn left as you go in the door and you're on that road. Yeah. Um, they were all doing good business. Mercy Miniatures were doing good business. Yeah. There was, you know, they were they were deep. But then, you know, and Hassle Free and Heresy, you know, up the back were doing good, good sales. I mean, there was always a lot of people around, yeah. and it was. I suppose it's nice to be able to meet people. Mm-hmm. Though I always feel a bit guilty if I'm talking to someone, you know, say Andy from Heresy. If I'm talking to him, then am I taking away time from when he could be selling? Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't that you must go see this yeah. thing. You're right. There was nothing that stopped me in my tracks and made me go, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the brains and bullets stuff was very was very interesting. Yeah. Um, basically a squad-based zombie-type game. Yeah. Um, we had a little chat with the designers, and we're gonna, they're going to come on the show. Cool. In a while, um, and it was it was nice to put some faces to people that I've talked to on Twitter and things. Yeah. Um, did you stop by the Paranoid booth, Paranoid Miniatures? I want to say yes, but I there was nothing I can't remember. They're doing they so they've got a Celtic Mythos game that's coming out. Yes, it did. Yes, year. it did. And they have a, a the Sea Lady. Yeah. I can't remember what her name is. Sea Queen, I think she's called. Really nice little yeah. sculpt, um, but again, they they I think were fall, they fall straight in your pre Kickstarter model, yeah, because they had nice books of artwork and things, and so they were spreading the word, prepping for a Kickstarter, yeah, getting the concepts out there, giving people opportunity to discuss renders or or you know artwork that you know that will be potentially commissioned into sculpts, but 
you yeah. know, no product per se. Yeah. Um, I think the people that did the best on the product thing were the Spartan Games guys with the Halo license. Yeah. Um, it's not a thing that, you know, massively appeals to me. So I didn't spend a massive amount of time looking at it. No. But, you know, it was it was pretty cool. And they did have a big honking spaceship um, as the centerpiece of their display. Something like five feet long of spaceship, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was very smart. It was, a, it was an eye catcher, so I could see that would draw people in. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't... I sort of saw it and thought, oh, it's Spartan Games. I'm not really interested. Yeah, and that, and maybe that's it. Maybe that that's another of the things is you know more about the people who are there now. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we just do more and more online and there's more and more people saying, have you seen this mm. on Twitter and Facebook, etc. You know, people that you don't actually know in real life, but by the time get it shared, yeah, gets shared, retweeted, out in the wilds, and then it comes into your little Twitter social circle. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I think you know that kind of that's where the gamer buzz is these days. I think it is. I think it is, and that you know, I certainly I miss we we sort of came out. Um, I'm not brilliant at large crowds. No. Um, so we came out, Vex and I came out and sort of had a rest and then went back in for another half hour sort of thing. Mm. And you guys had found stalls that I'd completely missed yeah. on my first walk round, uh, which I went and then hit up, which I'm very glad I did because it was the Warsung stand. Oh, there was, yeah, there was some very nice stuff on there. <sighs> yeah, there was. Um, I, I have two regrets about things that I didn't buy. Um, and the flash limousine car from the Walsung stand yeah. is one of the two. Because um, that would be very, very cool for pulp games. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing are the, some figures from Hydra Miniatures. The retro ray gun stuff. Yeah. I'm I, I looked at them and then I went, I haven't got anything to play with them at the moment. And I put them back. Yeah. And... I regret not buying them. Right. You know, the the whole... Even if I haven't got anything to do with them, they, they were cool. Yeah. You know, I've had those cobblestone things for like six years. With the 7TV <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't... I, I think the long and the short of it is I wouldn't go next year. No. Um, It doesn't... It doesn't offer me enough other than being a big shop does that make sense yeah yeah and, and that's kind of how i felt about it like i say i i came out and met you and bex on the balcony sort of you texted me to say you were out uh and i kind of came out and to be honest other than thinking that i might be able to score some wire spears from uh, ashigaru that i forgot to ask when i was at that stand and going back for them I wasn't that enamoured about going back in, so I mean, and we were in there probably no more than about three hours. Yeah. At that point, so yeah, um, and it's not cheap either. No. So no. sort of from that perspective, it, you know, it's not it's not like going to a partisan where it's what four quid or something get in and out, yeah. and you know, you could ha you could probably have a very similar experience at partisan. 
because you know there's the most of the key manufacturers are there. There's be some nice demo games on, but unless you're going in specifically with something with the purchase in mind, um, I don't know whether you would have. I, I don't know whether they exist anymore. You have that kind of, you know, ooh, it's the first time anybody's seen anything because it'll be a salute because it's all over the net and all over the social media ahead of the ahead of yeah. the time. So if it's not going to be your bag, then. Um, yeah, and even the participation in demo games, I thought, were lacking than from in previous years. Yeah, I was um, surprised because normally down in front of the kind of hassle-free and heresy area, um, the guys from the guild slash frothers have yeah. some sort of demo participation game on, but I didn't see one down in that neck of the woods this year, unless, no, unless there, I there missed was, it. There were two that grabbed my eye. One was the um, big pirate game. Yeah, the big pirate's cove kind of thing with the ships. And mainly because it was massive. It looked spectacular. It did look awesome. And the other one was the Stingray game. Yeah. Which, for sheer inventiveness, awesome. And to me, that that was the one kind of moment of nostalgia I had. Because as I walked past that, it reminded me of the olden days of Salute. And I'm thinking back to the Kensington days when the Warlords first put on their Star Wars games. Yeah. With the action figure scale x-wings and the like and they did the trench run one year and an attack on hoth like the following year and you know it was it was a, a visual spectacle but not kind of traditional historical war games yeah but it was gaming for the joy of gaming. absolutely yeah and it was it would be a great thing that you know the, the kids could go up and and potentially sit down there and play for an hour while dad has a quick whip round the places he wants to go yeah so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Perhaps we're getting old and jaded. Maybe we are. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just... We are just old now. Though we, you'd have thought that then we'd just be sitting at the historical bits going, get off my land. Yeah, those buttons are the wrong colour, you know. Yes. That's the wrong they... shade of cornflower blue on those battalions. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I'm glad we went. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And certainly, you know, I'm very happy with the stuff that I purchased. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I could have bought it all online. Yeah. And and to me, if you'd have taken out, and I know we're saying it's not an OGAM show, it's a salute show, you'd have taken out that kind of underlying drive trying to find cool things that you could use as gods and legends, I think it would have been even flatter. Yeah, yeah, no, because that's kind of the bit that you know. Once I got me me purchases, me Perry's, I was kind of bouncing around some of those, you know, loosely using the term boutique sculpting or boutique studios, um, trying to find. So you know, I had a look in the Sphere Wars stuff. I had a look yeah. at um, Mercy Miniatures. I had a look at a couple of the other um, sculptors for one, rather than miniature. Uh, manufacturers you know those that are they're doing the small small runs looking for cool things to use um for ogam or open combat or anything like that um and once i'd done all those i was kind of a bit i, I kind of got about three quarters of the way around and literally kind of just sort of went <sighs> and sort of soldiered on to see the rest and yeah so i don't know perhaps we should perhaps partisan next year will be the way to go maybe 
maybe. Uh, one interesting thing that um, I did think was that it is a good place, or cert- looking at certain stores, it's a good place to see games that are dying. Yeah, yeah, I remember we were at the Troll Trader and they had a big kind of bargain bucket thing going on. And I, I, I sort of had a five-minute shuffle through before I really kind of lost patience and lost interest from, yes, Conrad, the backpacking brigade, um, yes. and getting buzzed and jostled by them. Um, and I'm no Batrick, but I could, was starting to lose my rag. Um, but, you know, as as I was sort of crouched down, you kind of said, Look, isn't it interesting to see the place where games are going to die? And, you know, it wasn't all six- or seven-year-old stuff. There was stuff that was kind of in... Well, it was... On, a lot of God, lot of God Slayer lot stuff, of God in, Slayer that, in, stuff in those boxes. There was um, a lot of Mantic. Um, the yeah, the Mantic, one. the Mantic, the Mantic, what the Mantic one? I think is interesting because I had a look at the Mantic, the Mantic stuff, mm. and I, I really wonder with Mantic whether they make they the whole retail thing is completely secondary now to their Kickstarter business. Yeah. Because there just seemed to be very little activity of people buying Mantic stuff. Yeah. Um, where, you know, whereas everyone else was selling good, you know, good chunks of stock. I mean, you've got 10, 15,000 people there, so... Yeah. There's, there's lots of money to liberate, so... But it was just—it was just weird that there was this, this sort of calmness around them. Mm. I, don't, I don't know why, but they kind of was... remind me a little bit of mongoose. In the fact they would launch something or have a license or do something, and there'd be all bells and whistles for about eighteen months, and then they would just forget about that and move on to the next big thing. And, you know, almost like in the darkest days of GW when they started dropping the support for things quite quickly after launching it. And I wonder if there is a feel of that. I mean, I don't play any of the Amantic stuff. So, but, you know, if we went there a year, probably a year, two years ago, you know, there was a lot of Kings of War being played. There were lots of um, that kind of stuff. Just yeah, didn't really yeah. see any of that. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's not a bad shout. Mm. Not a bad shout at all. Well, what it was good for me from a, a different point of view was making contacts for DAFCON and more people to come on the show. Yeah. Um, I really wish I'd printed up Fool's Daily cards and DAFCON flyers. Yeah. And then and then just handed them out to everybody. But um, it did enable us to sort of, you know, I chatted with the Darklands guys because they've got their full rule book coming out later this year yeah. about running a little Darklands thing there. And um, there's various people who I talked to, you know, the Brains and Bullets guys, um, about coming on uh, the show and just talking about what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve with their games and things like that. Yeah. So so it was good. It was very good from that point of view. Yeah, but as a retail exercise, a bit disappointing. And as an eye candy exercise, frankly, I found it a little bit disappointing. And I don't want to sound curmudgeonly, but but that's how we feel. Yeah, and it's and to be fair, that's how pretty much our whole car felt. Yeah, you know, and yes, we're all of a certain age. You know, there are, you know, most of us were forty. 
um, or forty-ish, and there's Pete who's like sixty mentally. Yeah, um, seventy and physically. We... <laughs> and we all felt like that. We all felt, huh. meh. I think. Yeah. Is... Yeah, and that's not just the sheep. No. No. There you go. Yeah, I mean, of of the weekend, ironically, that was based around going to sleep, sleep was probably the lowest section of the weekends. But we did cheer it up by playing Cards Against Humanity. Yes, which was very much fun. It was very, very funny. Very funny indeed. I was just... But that's probably a story for another day, I would say. I would... I would say I would say so. I was just having a look to see if I can figure out when uh, partisan is because it's normally in September, um, and seeing because that would be a great time to do the whole um, Dafcon rise, uh, Dafcon rising, Dafcon promotion, and we could do a comparison of how we felt about partisan compared. To salute. That's not a bad shout. Well, that's the only sort of house. September the 6th. Oh, um, oh, no, I might be able to make September the 6th. Um, Don't normally do stuff in September because that's the children's birthdays. Yeah. Ironically, it's eggs is my, used to be my wedding anniversary. Used to be your wedding anniversary. Well, it still still kind of is. Technically, it will still be your wedding anniversary, won't it? Yeah, it's a kid's weekend, but if I can swap it, then we'll do partisan in September. There we go. And on that bombshell that Spoons used to be married. Yes. Actually, that's probably not a bombshell that he used to be married. No. <laughs> no longer married, ladies. But I am seeing someone. So if Claire's listening, that wasn't me canvassing for lady parts. And on that almost Craigslist-like note, <laughs> I've been Mike. And I've been Matt. Bye-bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>